Hello and welcome to episode 219 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm very pixelated, potentially. Who knows? Video. Uh, I'm joined by a 4K Matthew I'm, Figueroa. I'm, I'm crystal clear. <laughs> I don't know what's going on your side. Um, I've got that filter on, you know, on some games where they're like, uh, the retro the filter. Retro filter. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I, I, love, I love it in... Um, Oh, what's a what game where it's really good? Ratchet and Clank, where it looks really cool, but you also get that gun called the Pixelator. Oh, yes. Where if you shoot an enemy, they turn pixelated version. They look like a Doom enemy. Oh, it's great. It's a good yeah. idea. More yeah. of that in games. Put that in Call of Duty. Oh, my god. I want gosh. the Pixelator <laughs> in Call of Duty. Yeah, but for, for video viewers, apologies. It's literally nothing <laughs> we can do about that. I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I, I want to say it's my internet, but at the same time, like, just because the power's off doesn't mean my internet should be slow. My internet's still no, like it should work hooked fun. up. So I don't know. Maybe I... we should have restarted the Discord call. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? I'm also very low in my frame, and I don't <laughs> think I can fix this now. I mean, you could um, disconnect and reconnect. It's fine. We could make it work <laughs> if you um, wanted to. I, yeah. I, I, okay. Can I? Hmm. We'll Do see. I, I'm, I'm loading up the Logitech software now. I want to see if I can actually. Do uh, anything just, with just it. your picture. Nice. Let's see. Logitech's nope. not going to fix your pixels, though. <laughs> nope. It's, it's like, like your camera is being used by another application. You yeah. can do fuck all now. Mm. But I can adjust the zoom. Look at that. Nope. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Big head mode now. Nice. Let's go. So now it looks so little. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm going to change it. Why does it let me do that, but not like can't go move back. around my camera? That is amazing. It's so silly. I can't, I can't change this back. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Can you zoom out more? Or is that I mean, it? Definitely. I can nice. get Yes. <laughs> now I'm small. <laughs> well, now we're on equal footing and we can see your cat's portraits in the background. Perfect. Uh, I think that's I'm a bad it, Yeah. Yeah. I, listen, I don't know. I think it's because I, I move my monitor a lot during the, well, not a lot during the week, but like on Wednesdays when I work from home because mm. I'm, I normally have the monitor at a good ergonomic eye height, but yes. then on Wednesdays I work with my laptop in front of me, and that means it obscures most of the laptops. So I have to move the laptop. Uh, uh, I mean the the, the monitor. The monitor, um, yeah. And then things go haywire. So no, your your picture cleaned yeah. up a little bit. It's not not sure, crisp, but I, don't know. <laughs> I can never really tell from my end because I'm seeing a compressed <laughs> image on my end anyway. Uh, so. you're still very pixelated, but it's fine. It's all good. This is a podcast. If you're here for the video, just minimize. You done for this fucked episode. up. <laughs> come back you're on, on YouTube. We, come back when we show gameplay. Then we'll be teeny tiny heads. It won't matter what our faces. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> then I can be as pixelated. I could be a completely different person. And it wouldn't matter. Nice. So, yeah. Some some might argue that you pixelated because your CPU is not cool enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> to solve to solve that problem, I would have to enter our own competition. Nice. What a good nice segue. segue. <laughs> Loved it. Oh, great. Uh, we are still running a competition with Gigabyte South Africa or Aorus uh, South Africa. Uh, we're giving away one of their two hundred and forty millimeter. Liquid coolers, Aorus, liquid coolers. It's a sick water cooler. Um, works on Intel and AMD, obviously. And, you know, 240 mils, you're going to be cooling 
most CPUs oh, just, just fun. <laughs> Especially now in the winter season, that, that liquid in those tubes is going to be chilly. Yeah, ice cold. Be chilly. Yeah. Yeah, ice cold. Just don't drink it. <laughs> um, yeah, links, links are all over socials yeah. um in the I mean, description you, of this yeah, episode if you, if you don't find it in the description just go to any of our social channels i've put it everywhere you you can't miss yeah. it literally cannot miss literally. it and the <laughs> when you're listening to this the competition is running for another week mm. well okay well i'm assuming you're listening to this when the episode comes out if you're listening to this in 2024 i'm very sorry to tell you, but you have missed it by a mile. I know. Um, Hate to see it. So there is a week from when this episode posts uh, left for you to enter. And after that, Gigabyte is going to select a winner from all the entrants. And you will get a nice shiny new AIO delivered mm. to your doorstep. Nice. Maybe with McDonald's. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's not part of the package. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not going to get McDonald's. Is that our contribution to the <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> My goodness. Um, Good job. Be sure to enter. Yeah, that competition. Be sure to enter. Tell your family and friends. Even if they don't care yes. for water cooling, yeah. just tell them. Hey. Tell tell your grandmother. Be like, Do you want a water cooler? Do you want a liquid cooler? And she'll, she'll like, be like, wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've waited eighty five years for this question. Wanted to pawn those noobs on Fortnite <laughs> for decades. My goodness. Grandma's been holding out. <laughs> No, she's been holding back. Could have had a CSGO career, but she Your, didn't have an Aorus 240mm AIO. Oh Couldn't keep the CPU temps in check. So, you know, even CSGO was struggling. Yeah. You hate to see it. Hate to you see hate it. to see it. But yeah, don't forget to enter. Yeah. Um, we are just going to skedaddle over to games, I think, immediately because we, we are somewhat again. on Otama. So um, thanks, thanks, uh, Scom. You know, thanks for coming yeah, back thanks, to stage S-com. four. Love, love us. I mean, I'm, to be honest, if I didn't have this inverter, would be, would be fucked. Like game over because we don't have overlapping windows again. And no. so between eight and twelve, one of us would have been off, and that would have just been a nightmare. So absolute worst. Yeah. So now we have to keep going because at ten, potentially huh. on the dot. Matthew will I'm, just go I'm dark off. on me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. The problem is that you you're inverting on your PC, but you're just doing some some nice little audio capture, a little Discord call. Yeah, yeah, nothing's I'm really happening. I'm yeah. powering two screens. <laughs> I'm producing. Listen, no one asked you to live this life. <laughs> I don't Except know. I've, me. I've thought about it. I'm like, how would I ever do this with one screen? It'd be so complicated. Oof. No, I'd have to like yeah. pretend. I don't know. I'd have, although I do have the Algato Stream Deck, which would make a big difference um, in like transitioning. Like on this screen, no one sees what's mm. going on on my desktop, so I can move stuff around. But when we're actually showing gameplay, it'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> I can't really see what else I'm doing, but it's cool. Yeah. So we'll one day. Yeah. One day. One day. One day. Yeah. Um, cool. One day, we both visited a village. Let's check one chat. We talked about video games. Nice. Resident Evil 4. Can I tell you my Remake. one big gripe with this game? When you hit yeah, start, it doesn't go Resident, Resident Evil. Oh, you know? Missed opportunity. Absolutely missed opportunity. It does it in 2 and 3 Remake. I don't know why they omitted it here. But uh, I'm just going to no say, idea. Capcom losing their touch. Yeah, they they are. But not when it comes to the actual game, because this game fucking rules. Oh my god. I'm very excited to hear your thoughts because I know when we touched on it in the past, you've said you've you've played Resident Evil 4, but you've sort of just bounced off. Um Yeah. I I mean 
I've only played it once myself, uh, a lifetime ago on the Wii, and I've always loved it. But never... on the Wii, yeah, apparently that's a very good version. <laughs> on the Wii, as God intended, with the Wii mode yeah, aiming, with motion controls. <laughs> um, this game's very good. It's like I think Capcom have hit their stride. They they know what they're doing with their remakes, where it toes this fine line of. It's the exact same game you know and love, but with some modern refinements and enhancements and some neat little surprises and twists. And man, Resident Evil 4 was good in 2005, I think, when it came out. And it's just as good in 2023. Yep. I absolutely agree. I mean, I've, like you said, I played the original briefly. I, back in the day, uh, bought it on PC, never knowing that PC was very well known to be a truly legendary horrible port um, <laughs> yeah um i would i would argue that today the pc is one of the better places places to play the original because you uh, get access to that pretty extensive hd mod and it looks pretty fantastic mm. um i just think going back to the og one the uh the controls are still even though at the time it was like this game revolutionized shooters because of the whole over the shoulder approach mm. and and that you know that's why Resident Evil Four is so well regarded is because it was a genre shifting thing, not just for Resident mm. Evil but for shooters, third person shooters in general. Yeah. Um, and I think if you go back to the original, you don't really see that anymore because shooters have progressed beyond that now. Yeah. Um, but this remake kind of, I I wouldn't say recaptures this, but it it makes the original feel like the groundbreaking shooter it always was just by making yeah. it feel super modern um yeah i i really really like it i i don't have really any sort of idea what has been changed from a narrative and structure perspective because so, i don't have that context mm-hmm. um but in terms of the structure that is here i think it's really really good i i'm not a huge fan of the chapter approach because it feels like it breaks up oh, I the action <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's cool that, that you retro, get to see yeah. it. Yeah, it is, a, it is a very retro thing. It's like very, uh, um, you know, it, it's how the original was. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'm coming at it from a RE2 perspective where I mm. really like the cohesive, no cuts sort of thing. But yeah. I don't think that actually works in the context of how Resident Evil 4 plays out. So, Although, which is far more linear in a yeah, sense. Yeah, but, but to your point, I mean, they, they could have, dropped the you know the the cut the the loading well loading screens between chapters and just had it as a linear thing because ultimately you get to the end of a chapter it's a cut scene it says hey mm. you finish a chapter and then the next chapter just starts with a cut scene i mean they, that's true they, they could have they dropped a bit yeah i don't know I, i've quite enjoyed how it's broken up purely from uh, my life point of view of every evening i'm like yeah i can i can get a chapter to in uh, and i never stop half mm. a chapter i'm like no i'm gonna finish a chapter because they're about like an hour long let's say like yeah, yeah. 45 minutes to just over an hour depending on, on what's going on in the chapter and they are this beautiful balance of hey it's re4 signature action with stupid ridiculous resident evil 4 puzzles but they're super simplistic in this game in the sense it's like literally oh you need i don't know three medallions go collect three medallions and come back and put them in it's like very Mm. very straightforward and there are are some light puzzles but there shouldn't be anything that'll break your brain unless you you haven't come across this (laughs) there's one puzzle i know 
it's a meme at this stage. It's like the three medallions where you either solve it in two turns or you it's infinite. You can never solve it. You mess it up. Oh. <laughs> Is it one of those like where you're spinning it's, dials? Yeah, it's, and, it's a completely oh optional treasure one, but it's hilarious how it's become a meme. I don't know if, if that's from the original, if it's new to the remake, but people going like, ah, I spent hours on this thing. I couldn't solve it. And then people like me, like, I turned three things and it just worked. <laughs> I was lucky. Yeah. Um, uh, no, go for what, 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 are, what are pieces of this that you, I mean, I know for a fact, things like the knife, those yeah. are, that, that's completely new in this game. So, I mean, I know from the original, you often had to ready your knife and swipe at a box to break the box i'm very glad that that's Thank been changed to a button prop yeah jeez uh, that is so much nicer um yeah but the knife is still there mm. the knife is still pretty important like you can use it in combat um but i think now what i really like is they've given you the ability to use your knife to parry attacks mm. um to the point where you can parry a chainsaw <laughs> with your knife <laughs> Which of is of course, Leon's very incredible. well trained. I don't like, know what which training, which which training course he did that taught him that skill. But man, he's out there. Uh, sure, <laughs> they he's out there at boot camp, and they're like, maybe one day you will encounter an enemy with a chainsaw. <laughs> Here know, is how to get past <laughs> with a knife. Yeah, it's it's great. I, I like the durability system on the knife, so you can't, you know, it is a, a thing which makes you feel powerful if you used mm. correctly. Like parrying is still a very active thing. You have to be like careful with timing and whatever. Um, but also you've got to be mindful of like, hey, if I get grabbed and I stab someone, that costs durability. Mm. Or if I stab someone on the floor so they don't turn into That's a bit one of those creatures with the tentacles. Um, you know, that takes durability as well. Pairing takes durability. Mm. So I I do like the the push and pull of like having to constantly repair my combat knife or keep spare knives yeah. around. Um, and I never feel like I can just parry everything in sight because mm. there's just... Parrying is almost like a last resort type of thing where it's like, I don't want to take damage. I will mm. take damage here if I don't parry. Yeah. Um, so it's you're not going out there like a like a Sekiro waiting for people to attack so you can parry them. That's super not the <laughs> well, idea. Here. Although I also I do think the parry window is like very generous in this oh, game. Extremely, it's extremely. Like, yeah. Even in the tutorial, it's like there there will be a prompt in the bottom right that shows you you know when the window is to parry. But even if you push the parry a bit early, like it'll still sometimes trigger. I'm like, wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's very generous it's, of you. It's and with bosses, it's obscenely generous like it's like it warns you it puts the prompt up on the screen to be like almost like a a qte you know what i mean i I think that's not not parrying specifically but i think that's something straight from the original as well where leon Uh, is this acrobatic dude who every now and then you'll get a prompt to do something like oh okay like a dodge or i think specifically in boss fights there are moments if i recall that he can dodge or duck or whatever but yeah, they've they've definitely given him more movement in this game. Like even even mm. subtle things that you might not realize, like the fact that you can aim and shoot, uh, you can move while you aim, is one of mm. those age old Resident Evil things where fans are like, why can't I do this? Why would you stand still? You know, not move. Yeah. And now they've put it in, and some fans are like it's a bit weird that you can 
<laughs> move and aim like what do you guys want <laughs> like come on but yeah there are modern touches like that and i mean if you're watching the footage now like you just saw leon can crouch which is like yes yeah Hawaz has never like, been a thing yeah. in any Resident Evil game. Um, there's like there's like actual stealth elements yeah. now. You can crouch and do stealth kills on enemies, which is really cool. Again, durability. So mm. can't do that. You kind of can't do that forever anyway. It's not really designed for you to no. do it forever. Um, yeah. Are you seriously going to shoot this guy instead of crouch? Okay. Right, but um, you know what gun, I, what gun I'm using? I'm using the... The bolt gun, yeah. The bolt gun. So you can it's reclaim like, your... You can just reclaim those bolts. I'm busy testing it out here. Look at this. this dude doesn't know what's going on. I, I I literally use the bolt gun just with the mines on on bosses. I just shove it's mines really into good. bosses. It's I, great. I'll definitely replay this game and try this weapon, um, like from scratch. Because I kind of mm. use it as like that's cool, and then move back to all my other stuff. But anyway, I, yeah, I, I I do like that it is designed in a way that allows you to do that. Where like if you buy a weapon and pummel like a bunch of money into upgrading it, and then you realize mm. like, hmm, kind of want to try something else, like. When you sell it back, you're pretty much getting almost everything mm. back that you spent on it. So it's nice that it lets you experiment in that yeah, way. Definitely. Um, it's yeah, it's it, it's it's just a good game. I, I think you know, they give Leon all these movement abilities, but he still feels kind of odd to move around in mm. a in an apt way because you don't want Leon to be like feeling like he can get out of any situation. You want some weight to him still. Yeah. That still makes him feel very vulnerable. It reminds me a lot of like I mean, uh, Dead Space is directly uh, influenced by RE4, but it yeah. feels the same. You feel heavy and lumbering. Um, yeah. So, I I don't think they've shifted the Im- the 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 balance of power where Leon feels like an action hero and he's killing everything. Like mm. that was there in the original. He, it is much more of an action game, but you're still under threat. This isn't an easy game. Yeah, um, I was, by any stretch. I was gonna say if you if you have no like affinity oh my god what a parry oh yeah, another good incredible parry. second oh, three one. in a oh, row third oh one. <laughs> um, if, if you, just like <laughs> let me get my crossbow out god damn it <laughs> if you're coming in from like you 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 know quote unquote new to resident evil the franchise you you've played remake two remake three you've played seven and eight you go oh my god like i need more of this i'm gonna jump to four and you go mm. you realize four is actually if you've played village Village and four are very similar. Like Village is yes. definitely a spiritual successor to four. It's yes. it's definitely more action heavy. But the horror comes in the form of you have to figure out how to survive like what what seem like overwhelming odds. You walk yes. into a room and then there's not like one zombie or two zombies walking at you. It's like eight angry villagers holding pitchforks and you go, Oh my god, like how am I gonna get out of this? Um so yeah, definitely more of an action focus, but I, I love it. I think it's such a, a cool blend of, like you said, it innovated back in 2005 with the older show, over the shoulder perspective. But that thing mm. of almost going, oh my God, like there's an enemy with a tentacle coming out of his head and there's a normal enemy and uh, let me switch to my pistol and then, okay, do a shot here, switch to my shotgun because there's now four of them on top of me, switch to a grenade. Yeah. Like that, that quick thinking, balancing act is like why this game is so satisfying. And also... Add to the fact that, if I recall, this is the first game that added the ability to, like, you know, shoot an enemy in the head, then walk up and roundhouse kick them, which seems <laughs> so. It seems so out of place in what was a survival horror franchise. Or go behind them and suplex them. Yeah, or suplex them. But now it's such a normal feature. Well, it was a normal feature from you know those games forward. 
and use yes. it to your advantage of, okay, um, there's a crowd around me. If I shoot an enemy in the leg, they'll fall and then I can make some space by going up to them and hitting them. You know, it'll yeah, sweep all like, enemies away. Exactly. Yeah, you, you almost use your melee as like a crowd control mechanic. It's yeah. really clever. Um, yeah, I, I, I fully agree with you. It's the, it's the like symphony of changing your weapons and overcoming these overwhelming odds that are thrown at you very, very consistently. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, you play, if you've just played something like uh, RE Remake 2, the tension there comes from you can die very quickly. Mm. Everyone can kill you and enemies can come back to life at any point. And you, you know, you're walking through this like maze like structure with this like invincible thing hunting you as well. Yeah. So there's far more terror in that as opposed to like you are fighting multiple enemies at once. So they're different games in that sense. Yeah. And, you know, I love RE2 a lot for many mm. reasons. I think exploring that space and that constant tension because of mr x is like phenomenal yeah and i love this too for an entirely different reason it's not yeah. scary i don't find re4 scary at no. all it's, um, it's more but just it's, tense. it's tense yeah it's very tense yeah yeah i mean even and, and i like it a lot yeah even um like i suppose we could touch on the visuals like the game <sighs> like a beautiful oh yeah stunning um stunning. like I, I i'm actually i, I definitely want to revisit the original at some stage but i'm like oh man after playing this and how it looks um, they've definitely the original is gonna look so weird oh no it's gonna look <laughs> almost bland in comparison well it yeah. definitely will um yeah. but just how they've they've tried to set the tone um like if you're watching the footage now i'm playing you know it's, it's obviously shifted to nighttime there are a lot of dark mm. areas where leon has to pull out his flashlights and that that to me is like oh it feels like classic yeah. resident evil it's very cool i mean and it it's feel, done it feels, very well the dark areas are dark yeah so and it, it feels like i'm um, I'm Resident. I'm Leon from Resident Evil Two, walking through that police station with my flashlight, going like, "What the hell <laughs> is around the Boy, corner?" Boy, let me tell you, Leon. Leon, from a character perspective, has changed since RE2. Yeah. RE2, he's like very straight shooting. Mm. He's very like, "What is going on?" I've just arrived this, at this police station. Shit's gone wild. RE4, man, this guy's just quipping left, right, and center yeah. like it's nothing. He's, like, he's Mr. Cool in this game. <laughs> like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, like I think you shared that 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 tweet where um you fight oh, those two two ladies oh, with the, the chainsaws. And his his bloody quip I it, I played it yesterday last last evening, and his quip at the end when they arrive in the room, I was just like, Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, why would you say that you, in you, this situation? You're forgetting the part where. So, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, you get to, I suppose, like a mini bus fight. You have pick up a key item off a shelf, and then two chainsaws bust through the wall. And instead of just simply stepping back, Leon's like, Huh, puts his foot on the wall and does like a backflip away. I'm like, you didn't need so to do ridiculous. that, Leon. Like, come on. Like, but it's this, so this, this is why I think. I have such a fondness for this franchise because it does straddle this line of oh, it's a super serious, oh no, like or all the games, oh no, there's there's a virus, it's gonna wipe out the city, or oh no, these people have the president's daughter, you're gonna go save her, and then three seconds later it's like, huh, backflip, cheesy one liner. Yeah. It's <laughs> and like I, I really appreciate that they've embraced that. I think in all these uh, remakes I do as well. That yeah. that at no point, I mean 
yeah, at no point I feel did they go like, oh, oh no, like we've got to pull back the cheesiness. Like they definitely no, pull it in, but no. it's 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 still got that B grade. Like roll your eyes, yet you still smile. Horror aspects to it, which I really, really appreciate. So I I knew that they were going to lean into it super hard with this remake when mm. the literal title sequence is comes right after his classic bingo line, and it's <laughs> delivered with the most deadpan seriousness yeah. ever. He's just like. Who's everyone going? Bingo? <laughs> and it's like title screen. And you're like, what is this game? That's <laughs> so good. Yeah. And it, oh. look, if you if you have no affinity for Resident Evil as a franchise, I mean, I still think you could come in, play this game, and you'll be very satisfied with the the action loop it gives you. Um it's Yeah, absolutely. It's such yeah. a it's just such a well-rounded game on on all fronts. And I think there are there are changes to the remake which might upset purists, but I, I'm here for it. I think they've done such a good job. Um, I mean, mm. we know we're not done. Like we we still, I'm on chapter. You're, 11. you're nearly done. I, th- I think there's 16 chapters. I'm I'm kind of on that you know that home stretch. I think and there's 12. No, no, it's more than more than 12. I'm are sure. Are you sure? Okay. I could be wrong because there's no ways I'm right <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that 12th chapter is just like I one. Know. Chapter no, no. that's a third of the, the game. That original as well was like, oh, hey, you think you're nearly done? Don't worry, we've got more for you, and it just keeps going. It, it is a much longer game than the others than yeah. RE2 yeah, I mean, and RE3. I've, yeah. I've played, like, if it's an hour of chapter, I've played 10, 11 hours. I'm not done. Even that yeah. itself is longer than RE2 and RE3. Um, I think I'm on chapter... I think you said five or six. Six, six or seven, because I'm at the castle now. I just started. Yeah. I just beat, I beat Mendez. Oh, um, nice. Ah, and my clock fight. is sitting at five <laughs> five hours. Nice. So yeah, Seems but uh, there, there's lots of sad stuff to do in this game as well. And I'm enjoying picking apart things like I've gone around. Like I see you in the footage now. Even though you're meant to be making a very hasty exfiltration from the village, you're like, oh, no. No, I'm, like, I'm going to go that... back to the village chief house and look for the dog. <laughs> where where the that treasure is? Oh yeah, like that was a very cool save. Save you fought that dog. Yep. It's that like dog com- killed me numerous times. <laughs> it's like a completely optional, hey, there's a dog, you can go I, kill it, or you don't have to. I did to. the same as you, though, here, where I was running around looking for this thing. I, I mean, like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. I and think- then eventually... Also, did you go upstairs back into the loft now that you have Ashley? I, I did, because yeah. Because there's a there's treasure there. there. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, I, I think it was done intentionally. You hear the dog, and then they're like, oh, yes. where's the dog? I, did, I, I only came back out, and he was at the gate, and then yeah, I had to run same. back to the village to fight him. That's yeah. done intentionally then. The, yeah. the the thing that you did that I didn't was clear out the village. I did not do that. And oh, so you fought the dog with yep. all the people there. Oh, no. Yep. No wonder was, you died. Uh, <laughs> painful. Very painful, because that uh, dog moves around real fast. I had <laughs> the dog just to myself, and it was not that not that complicated. <laughs> he, t- he, t- he takes quite a beating. I won't no, lie. He, he does. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean, you get a I'd, decent I'd, reward for it. So. I didn't have to contest with other villagers; it was just me and the doggo. So, mm. yeah, I, I'm definitely going to be replaying this game because I've already missed um, some puzzles. Like there were those hexagonal pieces that you pick up in the village. I picked up three, and then all of a sudden, I saw them appear in the cell tab in the oh, store. That, that's the puzzle so I'm talking I'd about. Missed the puzzle. That, that's oh, is that the, the one, one you you put them into like a a bigger puzzle and you you twist them around and you'll either so i had all three loops. pieces i just missed where to put them in yeah you know oh, you know God where it was it. i actually know when you climb into the boat it's like one yeah. of those um offshoot areas uh like one of those little islands mm-hmm. uh but like Bummer. the main island yeah but it's fine Bummer. oh well i sold yeah. them <laughs> got some money made some molar 
Yeah, game's yeah. good. Uh, I, I'd highly recommend it to everyone. Like, I don't think... Oh, hold up. You you just did something in your inventory I've never seen before. You just moved a herb over another herb and it they combined. Oh, yeah. You, you can just slap them on it. You don't have to open up the combined menu. <laughs> oh, Amazing. That would save time. <laughs> Life-changing advice right here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, again... You don't have to be a survival horror fan or a Resident Evil fan, or you don't have, even if you like, I don't like horror games that, that's got this game's tense, like, but it's not, mm. you know, nothing's going to jump out at all. I say that there are some things that jump out at you, but it's not a traditional horror experience. Um, man, it's so good. I love it. And I, I, yeah, I'll, no. I'll be back next week. I'm sure maybe you will too. We'll say we finished it and yeah, we, we haven't changed our minds or it's the mm. worst game ever. Like, I don't know. I don't see that happening. It's, uh, <laughs> It's a no, it's a great time. Like I, I think for some bizarre reason it took me a while to like get into it. Maybe because I'd played the opening of RE4 so many times yeah. that I'm like, okay, this is super familiar. Like yeah. um but like pretty much after the opening encounter in the you know, the the uh classic opening where you're surviving in the village until the bell rings, like straight after that, the game just does its own thing. And it's, it's like not okay. what you remember. Um, I think. I think also, yeah. Well, last thing I'll say is it. It's got another reason why it, I feel it's still like one of the best games. Is that it's very good at just upping the difficulty, like very subtly. It's like yes. okay, you, you're yeah. used to fighting these normal villagers. Now we're gonna have these monsters burst from their heads, you know, which makes it yeah. harder to take down. And that every time you think like, oh this game just can't get harder. You know, I think it's peaked now. It always does, but it, you always have the right tools, you know, to, to take whatever you're facing on. So it yeah. also feels like it's got the, cause you know, the original has that whole like game director running in the background that subtly yeah. changes the difficulty based on things you have and how you're doing. I'm almost certain there's an evolved version of that going on in the background. Yeah. Cause well, it feels like it's adjusting to me. Um, I, I think definitely from an ammo point of view, the game yes, like it it still has this good balance of like you you always have just enough ammo. Like yes. to be fair, you, you you're pretty much a walking army, but you always have enough ammo for each gun that you can you know swap between them and fire away. And mm. if you have too much, the game's like I'm not going to give you more. And if you use a lot, the game's like oh here you go, like wink wink. Here's yeah, here's I mean it, have, you, have you opened quite... up chests? Have you hit? barrels where it's like there's actual multiple things in there it's like oh yeah like, yeah yeah especially when it comes to bosses like you yeah. break a barrel and it's like here's four things that you need you're like and oh okay like, thanks yeah. game director no, it, <laughs> it, it definitely is like it's it's less survival horror than the others um you i, I think very rarely going to be put in a position where you're like i have no ammo mm. um at all or at least I have no, nothing offensive to use. Um, yeah. And it, it, it sort of flies in the face of, you know, I just finished Dead Space Remake and that game does something similar where your crates will be obviously dynamic yeah. Um, depending on what you need at the time. I just think that the remake stuck too closely to, or for Dead Space, stuck too closely to the original in that its game director would be skewed towards what's in your inventory, not currently what you're using. And I think that was done as a means to like, you should swap between weapons more often and not just use your plasma cutter. But at the same time, it's like, cool, I'm using my plasma cutter. I'm never getting ammo for it unless yeah. I run out, change weapons, use that for a bit. Then I start getting plasma cutter ammo again. Yeah. And it's like, it, I found that quite frustrating because I'm like, 
I've upgraded this fucking thing. I want to use this thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, from that perspective, I prefer RE4's approach uh, yeah. to things. But Dead Space Remake is far more survival horror, so I get it from that perspective. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I never feel stressed with ammo. I mean, you have that fight in that house with Louise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, if you start running out of ammo, he just throws ammo at you. He's like, oh, yeah, take you. it, take oh, it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, yeah that, that's a moment straight from the original. I love it. It's oh, yeah. That, that dude's a fucking asshole. I hate that guy so much. <laughs> yeah, Resident so Evil 4 Remake. We, we haven't finished it, um, but yeah, can Mm-mm. confirm it is an absolute banger of a game from what we have mm. seen and played. Um, yeah. And I guess if this is uh, coming late, it's because, well, we didn't get review copy. We just bought it at launch. So yep. we're playing it with you. We are, we are actually playing. Um, we actually playing. We yeah. we we both got have it on PS5. I I know there's some issues that Digital Foundry no, um, identified with the PS5 with regards to like image clarity, which you can definitely see, mm. but it still looks pretty fucking it's good. I'll real pretty that much. Yeah, especially if you've got a if you've got a monitor that has VRR, mm, thing is smooth mm. as hell. Nice, it's great. Chef's kiss. Archer chef's yeah. kissing all over. <laughs> um. I haven't played anything else. Have you? You have been playing something I've, else. I've been yes. so um, I'm not done with it either. But I have been playing uh, Bayonetta Origins, Serata, and The Last Demon. So I touched on this. I assume a- this is your like review, though. Like you can. You can kind uh, I mean, of give I, an idea I, I can give an on. idea. Yeah, I've put in about I'd say like six, seven hours. Hmm. Um, and that's I, longer than I thought this game I, would be. I've looked it up. I, this game is actually like. 15 to 16 hours long. I oh, was like, wow. Yeah, I was taken aback because when, when we played the demo, uh, well, when I played the demo, um, I, I remember telling you like, oh yeah, you know, the dem- your progress carries over to, you know, when the game finally launches. I've done mm. the first chapter in a bit and it's like you're 10% through, through the game. Wow. And I was like, okay. oh, okay, like this took me an hour. So the game, I'm going to just thumb suck and assume it takes 10 hours. Uh, but yeah, yeah apparently yeah. It's, it's actually a lot longer. And um yeah i'm i'm absolutely loving this game like it's it's taken me completely by surprise because i mean i even remember telling you when they showed this game i think it was one of one of the other nintendo directs and i remember like sort of switching off playing it's the game awards actually oh is it the game awards yeah i like i remember not rolling my eyes but metaphorically metaphorically going like oh like bayonetta but it's like an origin story and it doesn't look anything like you know, the Bayonetta, mm. we know the character action driven game with adults, Bayonetta doing her thing, um, you know, kicking, kicking, uh, kicking butts, <laughs> kicking, flying a fighter jet uh, by standing on it as only Killing she angels would. on a fighter jet. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's not that. Um, so I came into this game very hesitant going like, I don't know what this is. Uh, but mm. what I've since learned is that it is a very, very competent, more than competent um like i suppose action adventure game with a good a good mix of so there's this combat which i'll get to um but it's a good mix of combat puzzle solving and just exploration and it's presented in this beautiful um like story storybook or uh, slash fairy tale template of every now and then you get a cutscene and you know transitions flips through pages in this beautiful like 
watercolor art style splashes onto the screen and then it's um yeah you know, visually this looks it's, incredible i like yeah. i take my hat off to this team where they just went all out to be different you know to set themselves apart from the bayonetta we know mm-hmm. and yeah the, the game itself I, I think is is fantastic like it tells the story of bayonetta as a teenager or i don't know she's like a very young girl slash going on young teenager um, mm. And it still follows that beat of like her her mom and dad. Her mom's a witch. Her dad's a lumen sage, and she's trying to save her mom. And you know she's just trying to find her way in this world as a witch without parents. Um, but she ends up selling. It's uh, selling. She doesn't sell. She summons a demon, and this demon takes the body of her stuffed toy. Uh, if you're watching the footage, that's what she's running around with, holding in her arms. And she okay. calls the stuffed toy Cheshire, which you'll know is of a, course. a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, callback to what she calls um, old Luca, <laughs> I mm, think. In I think the game. In the whole franchise, but I, I don't know if it's all franchise. And you really the hate it. Game. Yeah. Yeah. So the gameplay is broken up between you exploring, as, you, as you're seeing now, you know, you can call out Cheshire to be the muscle in certain scenarios, like if you need to hit down a barrier or need to fight enemies. Otherwise, he's just this cute little stuffed toy that you run around with. Um, so I also I had not concerns, but I, I know playing the demo, I said to you, I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm enjoying the demo. I don't know how they pad this out over a whole campaign. Like what, what does progression look like? And I've since learned that, okay, there are skill trees. So Serreza has her own skill tree. Cheshire gets his own skill tree. And what's quite cool is that as you progress through the game, Cheshire unlocks different elemental attacks and forms. So as an example, uh, I've unlocked, I don't know if it's like meant to represent grass, but a green version of him, which gives him an ability to pull not only enemies, but also like obstacles out in the world for puzzle solving, which is pretty cool. Just last night, I unlocked another form where he can stomp, which you can use to, of course, hit enemies or break through, you know, ground that's uh, not sturdy. And mm-hmm. yeah, g- the game is pretty much broken up between that. It's exploration and combat, but it's it's really good. Like, I, I can't... And you- you aren't controlling Cheshire directly. You're no, just no. kind of yeah, like so pointing wanted, him in a direction. I, I yeah. know. So I wanted to to get back to that. So I know I know not everyone listened to our demo discussion, but you actually control Serreza with the left thumbstick and Cheshire with the right thumbstick. Right. So you right, right. you're controlling them both simultaneously, and there are moments where where you have to get your your uh, motor coordination in check because <laughs> mm-hmm. I've had moments where I'm running off with Cheshire like off screen I'm like what's going on I'm like oh because I'm controlling I'm focusing on Serreza <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, but yeah it's it's feels a bit weird to get used to but when you get it done you get into this mm. this really satisfying swing of you use her with the left thumbstick and shoulder button to lock down enemies and then you move Cheshire with the mm. right thumbstick and you tap the right shoulder button for him to attack and then as as you progress through the story, you do unlock different things. Like I said, there's a skill tree. And as an example, you can lock down an enemy with Serreza. And if you time an attack straight after that, Cheshire does like a really powerful combo to enemies, like okay. an AOE. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's great. Like, I don't know what else, uh, what other praises I can shower on this game other than it took me completely by surprise. Like, it's not the Bayonetta you know. 
It's not that yes. character action game, but it's just so so darn charming, <laughs> if I could put it that way. Uh, in terms of presentation, even just the story itself, you 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 have Serata actually talking, but you have another like an all-encompassing narrator who says like you know he's telling the story like she's reading the story mm. to you, and Cheshire doesn't have a voice. Cheshire is not like, hey, I'm Cheshire the voice actor. It's this old lady who impersonates like this big grumbly demon like and then Cheshire said this and it's very like uh, like, like like a story being told yeah it really almost. is yeah. like a story being told and they lean into that and I think it just works it works so well That's with cool. this game um yeah I mean if if I'm, I know I'm diverting it but if you're watching the footage now um there are these encounters well so the, the I, I suppose I didn't really touch on it but the basic story is you Serata end up in Avalon Forests which is just a place filled with these little fairies. Not as in fairies that you know and love, like Tinkerbell. Fairies as in F A E R I E S, like those fairies. Uh, okay. And you encounter them throughout your journey. Like you'll see, I'm actually just going to scrub through here. You get these little portals throughout the game, which you go into, and they'll either be um, like a puzzle room or mm. just a combat encounter with them. And these are scattered throughout the world. And there are some main ones which you use to progress the story, but they're also completely optional ones which will give you, um, you know, rewards in that you'll get a piece of a flower which if you collect enough of them, you'll up your max health, for example, or your magic okay. ability. Um, yeah. So I know, I know I went all over this review, but there's a lot to say about this game. <laughs> it's cool though, because it's like, I think I think from the from the outside, it's very easy to look at this and be like oh this is a very simplistic sort of take on on uh, bayonetta in, in a whole new kind of genre and to an extent i think it is definitely a new genre of play for mm. this franchise but it doesn't seem like dumbed down at all you know what i mean uh, um it's got some really cool mechanics going for it yeah I, look i think it's uh i mean i'm playing on normal difficulty it's, but i think it's pretty accessible like i would be more than happy to recommend this to like newcomers or even just young players. Like I can imagine mm. kids playing this and absolutely loving the presentation. And, you know, Cheshire is this big bad demon, but he's presented as this cute lumbering stuffed toy. He does look <laughs> very cute. Extremely cute. And and, and the art style definitely uh, helps with that. It's, yeah. And just, I, I like his little like flowing uh, cape thing. Yeah. It, it just looks really cool. It's, I mean, the, it's like the one word I'll throw out that I've I've felt throughout my time that is like it's and I'm sorry for whether this is a pun or not, but like it's enchanting. It's mm. it's mm. really just it, like I, again, it just took me completely by surprise because I was I was expecting like ah, uh, it's like some silly bayonets a mini side game, whatever it is, and I'm like yeah. oh no, there's actually this team. I don't know which team worked in it specifically. Like I don't know if it's the a the the, the bayonets a team or the another team if it's even the same team to begin with but they clearly put a lot of love and effort into this game mm. um, and it shows like in terms of presentation and the sound design like when yeah. when serata like you saw earlier i you i cast the spell to open the door it just yeah. sounds so it, it triggers this mini game where you need to like there's this uh spinning um like line you need to time yeah. presses with uh, circular icons, you know, as it goes. Just the sound of doing that, you do it very often. It is so satisfying, like visually and just the sound. I'm like, man, 
these people nailed it. It's really, really good. Now nah, that's cool. That's sick. I kind of, yeah, I definitely do want to play this. Yeah, um, add it at to some your wish point. List, It looks man. really good. Yeah. It is a Switch exclusive. Mm, mm, so. Which means it will not ever go on sale. <laughs> I'm like, just gonna buy I'm like don't, don't worry. Like, like Bayonetta 2 came to other platforms. And I'm like, no, wait, no, it didn't. No, no it didn't. No. And Nintendo owns this oh, franchise. Oh, own yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Nice. That looks really cool. I definitely want to play that um, quite soon because it looks like a fun time. It's a good time. Bayonetta, Origin, Serata, and The Lost Demon. Should cool. we bounce over to game releases for this coming week? Let I think it, it will be difficult to top what's been happening the past couple of weeks, but uh, we are looking from today, April 1st, <laughs> happy April Fool's Day, happy Fool's um, Day. up until <laughs> April 7th, and yeah, it's not, not going to say too much happening this week. Um, so we'll pull it up Meet Your Maker, coming to PC, PS4, Xbox, Xbox Series. Uh, Road 96, Mile Zero. This is an expansion to that game I played. I think it was last year. It was like that narrative uh, narrative adventure where you're like a, a bunch of like hitchhiking teenagers running away from like a like a war-torn country. Oh, and it's, like, it's got a sequel yeah. already. No, it's like an expansion. Ah, uh, um, okay. So it's adding some new story elements and new characters and stuff like that. So, yeah. Nice. That's that's on basically all the platforms that it is currently out on, so pretty much everything. Um, okay, this is a name. Filthy Animals colon Heist Simulator. <laughs> Love to see it. Okay. Uh, it's coming out on April 4th. Movie House, the film studio tycoon, come to PC April 5th. Curse of the Sea Rats. Nice. Um, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch April 6th. Everspace 2, the official launch, PC, April 6th. Raven Swath, Swatch, Swatch, Raven Swatch, like the watch brand. Nice. Uh, Steam Early Access, PC, April 6th. And then the Library of Babel, nice. PC, April 6th. So, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Very, very, not very, tons. very quiet week. I'll yeah, still I think some... you have to really wait until later this month. Later this month for things to pop like you know, Minecraft Legends and Dead Island 2. Horizons DLC. Oh yeah, where's that? Um, oh yeah, April nineteenth. Yeah. yeah, Advanced Wars one and two finally coming out. Nice. Um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor on April twenty eighth. <sighs> just so just a small game, you know. Nothing big. So game. excited for that. Also quite excited for Tron Identity. It's the mm. Tron narrative game from uh, Mike Bithell Mike and Bithell. Yeah, so that should be good i like the that studio's um narrative stuff with like um subsurface circular and mm. stuff like that so yeah pretty yeah. pretty stoked nice god may is just like <laughs> first two weeks of may are nuts redfall, redfall and zelda like zelda. suicide Lego oh, 2K wait, this, is, this is wrong this has been delayed <laughs> what suicide, is that suicide, suicide squad, squad oh, yeah. well no no it hasn't not officially Oh, it was it reported, but it hasn't been Sorry. officially announced. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. I here's the game I want to play. Do not feed the monkeys. Twenty ninety nine. Where's now that? that <laughs> that's just above Lord of the Rings Gollum. <laughs> that is a game I want to that's fucking game, play. Yeah. That sounds Add great. It to wish list. <laughs> yeah, sounds so good. 
Nice. Cool. Um, should we move on to gaming news? There's a uh, little bit of big news, I would no. say. <laughs> no, no Blizzard Activision updates this week. Not Ooh. this week. Unfortunately. Come oh, back next Very week. sorry to tell you. <laughs> um, but what are we starting with? The big one. I want to start with Zelda, but I don't think that's the right <laughs> thing to start with because it'll be a week old by this point. Um, I mean... E3. It has yeah. to be. Right. E3's kind of done. Like, I, I think this is just it now. I do not um, see it coming back. There was not nothing. There was no COVID issues. There was no, you know, will they, won't they COVID issues. Um, but, yeah. Um, E3 yeah. is done for 2023. It's I've, just I've, not happening. Yeah, and I think it started earlier this week where... Ubisoft formally announced like, oh, we we're not gonna we're not gonna pay yeah. three this year. That was that was the big flare in the sky of like this <laughs> thing is in trouble. Like <laughs> because like, like even <laughs> even yeah even even before that, I mean, Microsoft said they weren't attending. Sony, mm. I mean, Sony hasn't attended an E three even when it was happening. Mm. Like I think twenty nineteen, they didn't they didn't attend it. Um, Activision hasn't attended it for ages. Um, Nintendo, Nintendo was a big one. When Nintendo this year said they are not doing it, I was like, okay, yeah, something's wrong. Then, then you wonder, like, well, what is E3? Like, no no offense to smaller indie devs, but, like, there were no, none of the, you know, the, the big six, whatever you want to call, <laughs> the Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, Ubisoft, EA, all those people, like, they weren't mm. present. So it's like, well, then what does E3 look like? I don't know. I th- so, yeah, the Ubisoft were like, uh, we art fam, and then, other people followed in the coming days. Like, I know yeah. Devolver Digital were like, yeah, us too. And then E3 has been formally announced as not happening, which yeah. makes me wonder, I mean, me and I suppose literally everyone else on the planet, will it ever come back? Um, I mean, maybe yeah. maybe one day is like a, a wink, wink, here's a nostalgia vibe. Hey, we're getting together. We managed to get E3 together, but I don't say see that happening for a long time if ever. I still think I still think there's so much there's so much value in a conference like E3 mm. for a certain type of person like I think it's important to get the industry all in one place for one week to yeah. show off games for journalists to all congregate in one place and be able to give uh, be given the access to interview and try things for the public even uh, to get a sense of like what is happening over the next six months. But from a publisher perspective, I can see why that is super not what they want anymore. Like back yeah. in the day, maybe sure, but the industry's grown and grown and grown. Mm. And now like this idea of having to put yourself out there in a conference that is being seen by millions and then all, or, uh, almost immediately being compared to a conference that happened an hour before yeah. You know, do you want to put yourself in that position? And you're paying whereas, money to be there. And you're paying money to be there. So whereas you could host your own event, which is nowhere near any other events, and you can just be like, this is our event. And if people don't like it, like they, you know, often don't, like mm. you get a PlayStation um, a showcase or a Nintendo Direct and people are like, that sucked. But at least it's not their E3 conference sucked, you no. know, because that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, but but so even... Yeah, it's, even- even that, I feel like I've beaten this drum a million times over the last few years now of, you know, 
with E3, uh, if if you're a Sony or Microsoft, you, you've got the money, right? But why would you pay to be part of E3? Only to, like you said, be compared to another conference or to drown with all the other games being announced. Like Sony go like, uh, here's Last of Us Part 3, which would be pretty big. But, you know, it's like, here's a Last of Us Part 3. Then an hour later, it's like, oh, my God. Gears of War 6, I get it. This is a bad comparison, but <laughs> bear with me. Um, when you could literally have a YouTube stream, which doesn't cost you mm. nothing, but it costs you significantly less, you know, to put together a really nice highlight reel or video saying like, here's what's coming out in the next six months. You you drop that on a, on a week when nothing else big is happening and you get all the news to yourself, all the attention on PlayStation, whether it's good or bad, like you're getting the PR, like it makes sense. I think yeah. like E3, thinking about it, like even pre-COVID, it's amazing how E3 still survived. It took, it took COVID for people to realize like, hang on, hang on. We don't actually, we don't actually have yeah. to be there. Like we can do our own thing. Because the publishers still had to get that news out there. Like yeah. that in, the industry didn't stop for them. So it's like, okay, well, we have to make a plan. And then when mm. they made the plan, they were like, wait a minute, we can just keep doing this. Mm. Like, why Why did we ever think we couldn't do this? And you've got people like Activision and Sony going like, yep, we told you, yeah. 2019, like, you you don't need them. Um, you don't need to be fighting everyone else for attention on the same day when you can just do your own thing. And that kind of sucks because it's super nice to have the, you know, the gauntlet of... As, press conferences was always yeah. super special um as a game it super it cool sucks to see not it. having e3 exactly exactly yeah. so for publishers super makes sense for people like us who consume <laughs> games who cover games <laughs> it's crap it's it was always really fun and i i have so many fun memories of like watching e3 conferences um mm. and then being able to attend them um yeah. you know attending like five e3s i mm. never thought it would be possible so yeah it's it's cool it it sucks that it's gone um i do think that you know you've got things like summer game fest which uh, aren't really a conference they're just like a banner for things that are happening during june i was um, gonna say we've got our boy jeff Keeley coming out being like don't worry man that <laughs> that man has no chill when it comes to this shit he is on the pulse of like i'm going to make sure everyone knows That's so funny. i fucking told you so with e3 you know back in the day when he decided to walk away from it mm. so you know um this has been a long time coming e3 has kind of like lost its luster for a long time most would say that in the years like the 2018, the 2019s, it didn't even really feel like the E3 of old. Mm. Um, some would say it hasn't felt like E3 since like 2010. So I don't know. Um, it's yeah. a bummer. I think something will replace it. We'll still get conferences in June. Like oh, yeah. Microsoft is holding a showcase in June. Yeah. Um, it's not announced, but Sony is seemingly going to do the same. EA is definitely going to Ubisoft announce the Ubisoft. So there's shit happening in June. Like we're going to... We're gonna know what's happening for the rest of the year come mm. June. So it's just that there won't be the oh he has a hands-on view or he has gameplay or not everyone is flying all the way to LA to to do it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, rip E three. Will it come back? Maybe one day, but I I don't know. It's like a I don't real... I don't I think this is kind of That's a nail it. in the coffin. Yeah. You know, yes. everyone said that about COVID, but then the ESA did the surprising thing and actually went to read pop an actual conferences company and said okay we're going to let them deal with it and everyone, and that was like 
oh, maybe this will come back. You know, like yeah. Repop has done, they do EGX, they do a bunch of things. Like, And it seems from reports that Repop just started planning this thing too late. By the time it started contacting people to be like, do you want to be part of this? They're like, we needed to have confirmed what was happening like already like done yeah so they just fucking dropped the ball on this thing so whether or Mm. not they get the chance to try again next year or whether or not publishers will trust them to get it done next year i don't know i I personally don't think so i think this is done i I never see this show coming back no Um, don't say it (laughs) bummer bummer. bummer. but you know it's not a bummer (laughs) the legend of zelda (laughs) of the kingdom If there was one thing to pick up the mood this week, this oh my this, god, this, this gameplay looks fucking so good. Where did your camera go? Hang on. Oh, well, <laughs> listen, you know, I can only be oh, the just face realized. of the show, not the producer <laughs> of the show. Yeah, so we, we've been waiting a real long time for actual gameplay of uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and here we are. We got a good 10 minute look, like 10, 10 to 11 minutes or so. And I feel like it wasn't even all encompassing. No. It was just like, here's some, here's four new abilities. <laughs> okay, bye. Like, yeah, but, it was like, but what, also what? it's like, it, I, I was expecting like, just here's what the game looks like. Oh, like Link can still glide and you can still climb mountains yeah. and oh, like here's a Bacoblin, blah, blah, blah. I didn't expect him to like, oh, hey, remember those like five cool abilities you had in the base game? Yeah, we've got like four new ones of that. And look at yeah, what for, they can do. Yeah, forget that shit. Those, those things were boring. Yeah, like, it's like, check cool. this shit yes, out. Yes, like four brand, I think it's four brand new things. Peace out, bye. I'm like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> like, you, it's, all, it's also like, you didn't like uh, durability in the first game? Okay, well, we didn't remove it, but we actually <laughs> just changed combat entirely um, and how it works. Oh, but and also, you can just combine anything. And yeah. So we'll, we'll touch on them all, but I laughed. So I suppose, let, let's start there. What's that ability called? I can't remember what the, the actual... Fuse? I, I, I think, think it's, it's fuse. fuse. So yeah. So think about the, the last game. You had like your little bombs, your stasis, um, mm. things like that. You could move objects. We've got new abilities in that line. And one of them is a thing called fuse, which lets you combine items into new weapons. And I imagine there will be other things that we don't know, obviously. But like... yes. <laughs> part of part of the gameplay he picks up the stick he's like oh that'll be important later i'm like fam did you play breath of the wild <laughs> that stick is useless <laughs> and, so, and he's like check this shit yeah, out until like 30 seconds and it's like oh we can uh we can combine the stick with this boulder and we have a new weapon and now we have a hammer now we have that a has hammer. better durability oh. does more damage and it's like uh, I was like, oh, hang on. Okay, I suppose let's just, let's just cut back quickly. So the, if you're watching the video feed, they're showing another one called Rewind. Um, recall. Oh, Recall, sorry. It's basically Rewind, though. In my defense. <laughs> it's like, Some did you, you ever play Blinks the Time Sweeper? Well, it's that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, that. Um, it's, it's basically just like a rewind feature where you can go to... You see, again, I don't know if it's certain objects in the world or, or if it's just everything. the world, you know, yeah. the world en masse will react to this thing because I think that's what's super interesting about all these abilities is mm. not the fact of like, I understand the core conceit of how they all work. I'm now more interested because they made me think about how they're going to work within the world, yeah. like the wider world. So recall, sorry, I got sidetracked. You rewind time <laughs> so objects move backwards in time. So in the demo... um, Ajionuma basically showed it as like getting on a boulder that had fallen from one of these new sky islands that you can go to um, 
pressing rewind and then the boulder goes back up and that's like a quick a quick way to get there yeah. i almost certainly bet you can use it in things like combat and oh, uh, yeah. dungeons you so, rewind enemies away for example exactly yeah. exactly um so then fuse like you said you can fuse objects together what are the uh what's the ceiling on that i don't know because he kept it fairly basic he was like he has a stick and a rock. Also, if you kill one of those bats and they drop with those eyes that you usually just did nothing with in the first game, <laughs> you can attach that to arrows. And now when you shoot an arrow, they will seek enemies. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that. So like, what if I combine an eye with a, like, like he later on, he makes like um, a really big pitchfork. So yeah. he uses like a pitchfork <laughs> and a longer stick. And now he's got this like long ass lance pitchfork. Like, what if I put an eye on that and then throw, throw it? Would that yeah, seek that enemies? Like, I, I think, look, you, you'd have a much better understanding of like the back end side of this, but I imagine it would oh, be like... Dude, <laughs> this is a if, fucking nightmare. No, I but can't I, imagine how they've done this. But, but on that, I'm, I'm thinking like, it's a thing of, okay, like if bats are combined... <laughs> uh, oh, homing, definitely homing, from that perspective. Homing yes. in equals one. And it is like, yo, oh, your pitchfork's got the homing attribute. Like if you throw it, it's going to... It's gonna find an enemy, you know. But like, like, like everyone's like, "Why did this game take so long to make when it's just the same oh, world?" Are you seeing you know. what they're doing mechanically? <laughs> this is insane. The amount of testing and the amount of like, like even just the ideas they had to come up with. Like, what do all of these things do when combined? What if I combine this and this? If I combine this and that, then what? Yeah. What does that do? You know? And how are all these things interesting? Like, mm. this is insane. The ambition on like mechanics like these incredible just yeah i'm so excited um i'm excited what to were see. the other ones there was the arm thing where you can combine so it's like uh, fuses for specifically yeah. for weapons yeah. then you've got the other thing where you can take like big logs from trees you've chopped down and like combine them into like a raft they like stick mm -hmm. together and you can like dismantle them at at will you can also reposition them the system seems really like easy so it's not like finicky to yeah to combine things but then it's like oh then i can attach fans to the end of this raft and now i've got like a fucking jet boat i don't know <laughs> if i put an eye on it will it seek enemies who knows you know can i throw a boat at, a, at an enemy <laughs> yeah well i think i think breath of the wild itself was so iconic on that front alone where it's like right from the get-go they give you everything so here's the tools you can go to whatever the hell you want. And like one of my favorite examples is there's one of the, the shrines where you basically had to uh, finish a circuit and get two conductors move, like oh, yeah. connected. And the puzzle itself is like, there's a huge metal block over there that you can just carry over. But I'll never forget, it is either on YouTube or somewhere where somebody took all their swords and yep. just chained them together and it worked. It was just, in, it was in a dungeon actually. Yeah. It was one of the divine beasts. Oh, it was yeah. one of the divine. And it's like he just like created a circuit with all his swords and basically bypassed the whole dungeon. And, and I'm like, like, I don't know. Yeah, if, cool. I don't know if that's what they intended, but the the game is designed in a way that it's open ended enough that if you can think it and put it to the test, like exactly. it should work. So yeah, when when and I, and I think that's what they're leaning into here is like giving you the tools to do more of that stuff. Exactly. This isn't like a a framework to be like, okay, no, we we are actually reining things in and we are trying to super define the sorts of interactions you can make mm. with the world it's like no we're giving you more tools <clears throat> to fuck this world up like <laughs> like we want they they watch speedrunners and they're like, like hmm. that looks sick 
Let's yeah. give them more things to try out. Oh, you know, speed, like speedrunners are gonna have a field. Speedrunners are gonna tear this game <laughs> apart, and I cannot wait to see what they do with this shit. Like, if they can combine anything in the world, think about how they're going to propel themselves across the world. Because they yeah. they were able to throw themselves across the map just using stasis and a rock. Yeah. Like this shit is gonna be wild. It's yeah. I'm so it's, excited. You see, so it's like they showed off four mechanics and yeah. immediately oh. it's just imagination is all over the place as to what this game can do you know yeah um i do not i i really don't understand the criticism of like oh i'm disappointed that it's the same world this is uh, so I'll... drastically different <laughs> did we um, watch the same <laughs> I, I, i'm just like i did, yeah did you watch the same thing like yes it's a very similar map but it's also very different like you mm. can tell the geography is different there are islands in the skies and there's completely new ways to interact with the world mm. like like they, they've taken out i think very smartly um some of the tedium with the climbing because i think that is a very a very breath of the wild thing where that was very novel like oh i have to climb this mountain i have to manage mm. my stamina i think doing that all again doesn't become as novel so they're like okay cool what about if we Gave let you find yeah. a cave and you can just yeet yourself through the cave rock and then you're at the top of the mountain it's like <laughs> yeah cool that sounds that, fun that, did yeah. abili- that ability did make me laugh though because it, it's like that was the only the only really specific one <laughs> yes exactly. it's like it's you like, need a ceiling <laughs> always it's like you can combine things you can do this also here's an ability yeah you can only go through ceilings but it's here <laughs> yeah. but again ceilings is vague like yeah. what if if i create my own ceiling oh yeah like, like maybe you can go through it yeah, like say there's a cliff and I'm like, hmm, don't really feel like climbing. I'm just going to put like this fucking piece of wood above my head, stasis it, ascend, then, boom. Now I've got a platform that I yeah. can jump off of. So, yeah, we never know. We'll see. People get, <laughs> Link can make a flying machine. What if he dive bombs off of it and then ascends through the base of it again and then it like oh momentum gosh. propels them off to fucking ganon's castle who knows <laughs> oh you're a speedrunner <laughs> i can't yeah. believe this <laughs> and, and, and they, so didn't, they didn't touch on the story the structure of the game like are there going to be dungeons that's one thing i do hope like mm. i like the divine beasts because they were different but they were very small dungeons compared to the sort of big mm. nice dungeons that you got in the the shrines definitely made up for that and because they were like a hundred it like mm. didn't feel like it but i would like maybe a few um I, you know I, traditional dungeons i think that so this games where they lean into more traditional dungeons because they they've given you like mm. you said earlier oh the rewind that's it's gonna be used to solve puzzles in a dungeon yeah or absolutely or three or four, like absolutely 100%. i've yeah. seen a lot of um people being like oh there's the Sky Islands, but um, I think the big reveal that they're not talking about is there's a whole city underneath. Oh, they're going to Elden Ring this? Gonna- yes. <laughs> I mean, think about the very first trailer. They were underground. Yeah. Nice. I'm ready. How big is this game? There's also <laughs> a really interesting theory that this is like a... Um, so this... Okay, so you know there's the Zelda timeline, yeah. right? It's wild. And this this is sort of the idea that... Breath of the Wild is kind of like at the end of that timeline and mm. Skyward Sword is at the top. Yeah. There is a theory that the Zelda timeline on mass is in like trapped in a curse and that 
Tears of the Kingdom is how we link back to oh, link um, back. Skyward, yes. Yes, to Skyward Sword <laughs> and the timeline repeats. And uh, like this is like a curse that like maybe you'll break. And the whole like logo being an Ouroboros, like kind of like <laughs> it's an interesting theory. I quite like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Nintendo gives a shit. <laughs> they do not care. <laughs> yeah, game game is looking really good. I cannot wait. Uh, it's out in May. We're in April now. Sure, that's, and that's and next it's month. early May. I thought it was the end of May. It's like 12th of May. We're like My five goodness. weeks out from a fucking new Zelda. Should I buy an OLED switch? <laughs> that OLED switch is, is real nice. I'll tell you that. It's aggressive. It's so aggressively priced. Locally. It's sad. <laughs> and it doesn't even come with the game. Yeah, that, that blows my mind. Here's a special edition. No game. Because it's like the OLED switch locally is like eight and a half. Mm. I've seen listings for the Zelda one, nine and a half. <laughs> That is, okay. that's a that's Worth a grand it. off of Xbox Series X. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can. That seems crazy to me. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, moving let's on. Let's fly through through the other little pieces of news. Um, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Oh, look at that! You even knew golf. it I was knew. it was busy loading, and you knew. Oh, oh, oh wow! This is the legend. world's shortest article. Uh, I'll read oh, it to gone, you. It's gold. That's it. <laughs> Final Fantasy 16 has gone gold. Square Enix announced that means that the game has finished development and is ready for mass production. Final I Fantasy mean, 16 is due out for PlayStation 5 on June 22. If you missed it, watch the latest trailing gameplay footage here. That's the whole article. <laughs> Great article. It's Loved gone it. to it's the gone point. Gold. Nice. <laughs> Man. Uh, small rant. Going gold does not mean what it used to. Mm. Um because of the nature of games today, like what is printed on a disc can be completely overwritten by a patch on day one. And we've mm. seen it happen. So I guess it just, it's a nice signifier that, hey, this game is probably yeah. probably not going to be delayed, but games have gone gold and then been delayed, which is super strange. So yeah. it happens. Um, but I think Square Enix is super po- like confident that this is going to hit its June date. I mean, going gold two months before its date is like it's, crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for this, this game. This I year really is firing wait. on all cylinders. Yeah, the, the, this God. year already is just a fucking great gaming year and, and it doesn't what, seem to be what letting blows, up. What blows my mind is that like the latter half of the year, we don't actually know what's coming out. We have very little. <laughs> I mean, the only thing we really know of is Starfield and the assumption that Spider-Man, Spider-Man. 2 will make but this But even, even those yeah. two, am I cool? If it's just those two, like we've 2023. Bangers. Great yeah, bangers. Yeah. Ford of uh, Ford Motorsport for me, but you know that's yeah. So socks aren't coming out uh, this year. Hopefully, you, uh, listen, <laughs> listen. We are fast approaching the twelve month window on that because yeah. I know it didn't work for Starfield and it didn't work for Forza, <laughs> but Silk Song was said within the next twelve months. Yeah, June, June is approaching. We're watching you. <laughs> if that thing just fucking drops in May, I might lose my mind. I'll die. Like, it's going to launch Zelda and Silk Song in the day, same month. Same day as Tears of the Kingdom. They're that brave. Jesus. <laughs> Bold. Bold of Team Cherry. Those Australians uh, <laughs> don't fuck around. Oh, uh, yeah. The last few pieces of news. Uh, PlayStation VR 2 is apparently selling really badly. Check out this reporter, Darren Bonethaz. Oh, Bonethaz. Archer. He's, he writes, Sony is expecting, what? Sony is expected to sell around 270,000 units by the end of March. Bam. That's real low. I mean. <laughs> Quite low. Yeah, it's quite low. low. I mean, it's it's still in the hundred thousands, but it's uh, not in the hundreds, hundreds of thousands. I, I suppose it's only expected. I guess, I guess, if I'm going to try and make a case for them, there's fewer PS5s out at this point than when comparable I mean, to the first PSVR. But at the same time, 
I just think this thing market wise is not placed in the same no bracket. Like it's too expensive. Yeah. And I get that the hardware is awesome. The hardware is awesome. It's fucking mm. great. Um, it seems to be one of the best VR headsets out on the market today. Yeah. It's just way too expensive, expensive. and the software is not there. Like it's it's just not. I'm sorry. Like yeah. If if you are a brand new VR player, cool. You are playing your Beat Sabers for the first time, your Pistol Whips for the first time. Mm. But beyond yeah. that, if you own the first PSVR, you have fuck all reason to get this thing. Yeah. Like zero. This, this video playing is this Tamur. Yeah, that's Tam. His his uh, his shirt review. is Chef's Kiss. Have you what, seen it? What shirt is it? No, I haven't seen. It says Midgar on it. Hang on. Nah. Sorry, video view, uh, audio listeners are getting the worst experience. Oh, now nah, I'm not going to find it. Look at that. Oh, there. He is a very nice. big Final Fantasy VII fan. Gave it 10 it. out of 10 on GameSpot. Love to see it. Mm. Um, yeah, PSVR 2. I still want to dabble with one one day, but mm. yeah, Monet. Will Sony <laughs> price cut it? I think they will. You think they will? Speaking yeah, they of, of keeping in Sony news, uh, The Last of Us Part 1's PC port isn't in great shape. Yeah, um, so I've touched this brief. I haven't, I didn't speak about it because like I just haven't played enough of it, but I've been playing this on PC, been dabbling with it on Steam Deck. Oh, yeah. Um, It's okay on my end, but I know why it's okay. It's because I have a GPU with more than 12 gigs of VRAM. Uh. Now, if you are someone who doesn't have that, this game aggressively scales. Um, even at 1080p, if you're playing at HD on a 3070, for example, a good video card, That's my just card. with 8 gigs of memory, <laughs> if you're playing at 1080p and you decide, I want to be on ultra settings because, hey, it's 1080p and I've got a 3070, mm. you will just have a bad time. I know. Like a... It will fill up your VRAM like crazy. You'll get stutters. You'll so that is just one of the pieces of the puzzle that's yeah that's like broken there. They uh, uh, Naughty Dog have put out a lot of hot fixes to try and address crashes because like the game would again with your VRAM when it filled up just crash just nice. Done. Um, and it's kind of crappy because it's kind of showing like it shouldn't be like that when you're playing at such a low resolution. Like yeah. you can drop the settings. Sure. But like the 3070 is a card that if you're playing at 1080p, you expect to like, I'm, I'm scaling back resolution so I can up the settings, but mm. it's like, no, irrespective of what resolution you go, you can only be at these settings because of your VRAM for a card that is barely like four years old. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, crazy. weird. Yeah, Weird. Bizarre. Don't know how this thing even runs on the Steam Deck, but it does. It, it does. Great. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But it's so, out there. Yeah. It's also quite demanding, I think. Like, mm. like I've seen I've seen uh, performance numbers for like a 1490 that at 1080p, it's only hitting 160 frames on a 1490. Like what? That thing sure. is leagues ahead of like a PS5. Mm. Um and it's this crazy. is at 1080p. At 4K, it's barely holding above 60. That's what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah, nah, it's crazy. Uh, and the last piece of news this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hell Sonic, yes, Sonic, Sonic dead. is it's dead. Sega's new game, The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. So this this broke. It, so this is Saturday for us recording. It broke last night uh, on Friday evening, just before Sega. So, <laughs> so like yo. There's a new Sonic game. 
and on on Twitter, we saw it on Twitter. You shared the link, like, "Hey, there's a new yeah. Sonic game, The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog," and people like, "Oh, good one, good one, Sega, April Fools, you got us," you know. And Sega being like, "No, here's a here's a Steam link. This is an actual. Game. <laughs> this is a game you can play right now on Steam <laughs> it's, for free. It's, it's free to play. It exists. Here you go." So I don't know. I've I had a look at the Steam page earlier. They're already like f- nearly four thousand user reviews, and I'm I, like, I've bought it. I've downloaded that thing. Yeah, I'm, you, yeah, I'm you, in. Nah, so you can give us a review next week. Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a according to Steam. It's a oh god, where is the <laughs> the description's funny? Sonic the Hedgehog was murdered. Question. Get mark. to the bottom of the mystery in this brand new adventure. That's it. It's uh, real fun. It's apparently like a visual novel mm. adventure game. It looks cool, man. I, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in to see why who killed Sonic. I bet it was Shadow. Oh my um, god, it's like a proper. Actually, little visual I bet novel. it was Tails. Tails is like, fuck <laughs> this guy. I'm gonna kill this guy and make it look like Shadow. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I love this. I love when brands brands are self aware and just take the piss. Like, because I mean, I just I haven't watched the trailer, but did you watch? Did you watch the trailer? Yeah, <laughs> opens with we heard we heard your feedback. I'm like, who was asking? <laughs> for a, for a Sonic mystery game. Um, yeah, that's out now on Steam, free to play. Download it. Hit us up in the comments. Tell us who killed Sonic. Don't tell us. Don't spoil it. Okay. This is the uh, Sonic. What, what's the Sonic game that came out last year? Uh, Frontiers. Frontier. Last Frontier. Yeah, this is the Sonic Frontier sequel you've been waiting for. Oh my god, I can't. But on that bombshell, <laughs> that's news for this week. That is news. Uh, that means we're on to questions. If you want to send us a question, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at Checkpoint Chat. Man, and we're in good time here. Power's going to go soon, but we've got time to answer the we've questions. Got tons of time. We've also got we questions last from week. last week. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't get any questions this week. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I knew okay. we had questions. From Wasn't last it, week. I'm pretty sure we had an email from last week. We do. We've got an email from Good Pal Milesh who asks, "Yes, okay, um, cool. with Steam Deck's offering great compatibility on a Linux-based OS, have you noticed gamers starting to shift their PCs to Linux now that the compatibility should, in theory, be there?" Or is it still Windows and nothing for gaming PCs? I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday. Um, because I think we were talking about like Microsoft's plans to launch Windows 12 next year. And they've, they're going back to like a paid product. Oh, it's yeah? not going to be a service thing. Sort of like, like Mac OS. When you buy a Mac laptop, you get the mm. OS with it. And every subsequent OS update is free. Yeah. Um, Windows tried that, obviously, with the upgrade path from Windows 8 to 10 to 11, blah, blah, blah. They apparently, according to articles I've read, um, are ditching that idea. And they're going back to like a yearly, like big, you know, releases, big updates, and it's a paid thing. And the idea of like paying two, three grand for an OS seems just completely out of touch with where (laughs) computing is at the moment. Yeah, And I agree with Milesh, like Linux is now suddenly a viable option for people who want to give it a go because Proton, the compatibility layer that Steam Deck uses, is like scary good. Um, It's, I mean, the Steam Deck works because of it. And you've got 75 of the top 100 played games on Steam are all compatible fully with Proton. Mm. Um, So it can work on Linux, you know. Um, the, The issue you run into is 
right now is a lot of anti-cheat software isn't compatible with Proton. So mm. competitive games like Destiny 2, for example, or Apex Legends, I think, um, don't work because of, you know, when Proton tries to emulate certain things, anti-cheat mm. is like, no, 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 you no, are no. doing something Stay illegal. Lane, yeah. yeah. So that might be a hurdle um, to to cross, but like Valve has made all of this stuff freely available. Um, it has always been freely available. And I've... <clears throat> I don't know if I'll ever make the jump, the full jump to Linux just because I'm a creature of habit and there's certain creature comforts where it's like, mm. if there is ever a program I need, the 99% sure that it will work on Windows where that's not the case on Linux. But if I was going to make a dedicated gaming PC where all I'm doing is gaming, yeah, Linux is 100% viable. And mm. I think it's a really good option. And the community for that keeps growing and growing and growing because while... Well, steam deck made it grow you know what I yeah mean? so yeah that it's totally totally viable i think i'm glad we had you on the podcast because i would have been like i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> what is linux is that the penguin I know, os i know what linux is but I, I don't know what's going on here i'm just here to uh, answer gaming question <laughs> uh, we had one final question from also good pal gary aka geek physique last week who asks Ooh. Which games have given you the biggest sense of accomplishment? Man, where do we even mm. begin? I think the first one that comes to mind for me, I look, it's difficult to say which is the biggest. Uh, like, I don't know which, if there's a definitive, yeah, this is the one that, mm. you know, but there are definitely some examples I can rattle off. I mean, and the, the first one that comes to mind is 100%ing Celeste. That sure. game, yeah. That game uh, is real good. Like I touched on, um, that's no small feat either. Hundred percent in that no, game, but like My it's goodness. it's the same thing. I touched on Resident Evil earlier, where you 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 hit this point, you're like oh, like I'm finally on top of my game. It, it, this is manageable, and then they just up it a little bit. It's like oh, here's harder enemies. Mm. Celeste does that, but on a platforming front, where it's like yeah, okay, this is quite challenging, and you wrap your head around like oh man. I can't believe I did that room. That is nearly impossible. And in the next mm. room, they're like, okay, it's that room, but it's harder. And you're like, oh my God, I'll never get this done. And the whole game is just you proving that actually you can, like with enough perseverance, you can overcome it. And like the base game itself is challenging, but there are optional B-sides and C-sides, which really, really like push that game's mechanics. And they are insanely difficult, but I did oh, yeah. it. And like, it was the thing of just, patience and learning and trying again and again and man like i love that game i can pick it up and play it and it's funny because now that i've 100 percented it playing the base game seems easy but like the base game is not easy it's just because i've played yeah. it enough now it's like oh like this is easy. those first few um chapters feel trivial once you've played yeah like, once you've done the rest some of the, of the harder yeah. stuff yeah which is incredible because you go back to what you felt when you first did them you're like wow this game is just <laughs> challenging like straight up just hard give, give that to somebody blast past them like, yeah like what watching someone who's never played the game before playing it i'm like oh man like what an easy room they're struggling i'm like oh yeah that was me like i, yeah, I also exactly. had the exact same reaction of how do i get through this yeah it is one of those rare games where you can go back and, yeah, it, it the sort of skill set you've learned and the sort of progression you've made as a player is so evident and, mm. but at the same time so believable in a way. Mm. Like 
it's not like you struggled with it because you didn't understand a mechanic. It was just like you were learning, you yeah. know, like a like a child learning something new for the first time and then grasping how it works. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, that hundred percent. I I didn't do the B and C sides like you, but even just finishing Celeste was like mm. a big accomplishment that felt yeah. really good. It's good. Um, I would say for my end, it was just hmm, probably Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Um, purely because like I came to that game, bounced off of it, didn't really like vibe with that at all. Came back to it like a year or so after the fact, being like, "Let me give this another go." Mm-hmm. I think it was when they put out a new patch on the console, so it was like smoother and whatever. Yeah. Um, and when that game clicked, like the satisfaction of of getting past some of those like insanely hard challenges in the similar way, like you're talking Celeste, like you encounter a boss for the first time and you die fairly quickly and you're like this is impossible this is impossible (laughs) like i can't see a single window of attack i can't i can't dodge this i can't do that do an hour later you're like i beat them yeah oh yeah i surmounted that task like i managed it and nothing has given me i've played a lot of souls games i like them all but nothing comes close to the satisfaction of beating (laughs) that game and killing glock glock uh, The fucking fist bump that I like, I, I nearly threw my controller across the room just in celebration. Just like I took off my headphones because I was playing late at night, and I just did like a silent scream because like, like ah. I couldn't just the sort of because it was like two days of me yeah. trying to beat this fucker, and it was just not through. For, whenever I talk talk about this, people are like that sounds frustrating. Yes, it, it is frustrating. It is, Anything yeah. you do that is challenging can be frustrating. But you are doing it because you want to overcome it. And yeah. the release of emotion overcoming that challenge was just mm. second to none. I've never experienced anything like that in a game. Yeah. Maybe never will. Just top tier game. That's good. Oh. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. There's a lot of from moments. I mean, I think the most recent one is Old Millennia and Elden Ring. That, Ooh, was, yeah. that was the same thing of... And like, again, Elden Ring does let the player, you know, you can really tailor the game to how you want to play it. Yeah, I was the fuck out of it. I I was one of those players like, I don't want to do that. I want to do it just me with my weapons, whatever. And it was the same Mm. as you. It was like, it was over one and a half streams where one stream is me just dying like for four hours, four and a half hours. And you're just like, this is is actually impossible. Like, like, I can't. I just can't do it. Then the the second stream, I beat it like halfway through it. And it's like, this took me like six to seven hours to do but when i did it i was like just it, was, it was worth it <laughs> yeah like that it feeling feel, it's it so feels good, so yeah. good. It, it, it is a sense of accomplishment because you did it you know what i mean like yeah. the game gave you the tools but you did it you executed on on what you needed to to get it done mm-hmm. um so yeah i i think from a different perspective uh the accomplishment of finishing persona 5 was great just because mm-hmm. of this sort of time investment it required it was like 120 hours oh yeah like and I'm not going to sit here and say I enjoyed every single moment of those 120 hours. The game is, it's a JRPG. It's padded as fuck at times. Like it yeah. is annoying at times, but it, it, there is no way I'll go back and be like, that was 120 hours wasted because by mm. the end of it, like it's such a good wholesome ending and it felt yeah. like a real journey that I'd gone through with these characters um, mm. and I had accomplished 
I guess the accomplishment was finishing Persona Five. <laughs> Nothing more than that. Like yeah, but still, um, but yeah, it was good. It nice. Was good. I, that's why I desperately want to play Royal again. But I just I, yeah, wrapping I cannot, your head around. I can't bring myself to do another hundred hours. I just can't. Like yeah, yeah. it's terrifying. Cool. That is all the questions this week. Thank you. Those were great. Except the Linux mm. one. That one. It's <laughs> <laughs> over if my you head. Wanna, <laughs> if you want to send us more Linux questions, you can uh, email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. Specifically ask for Matthew's answer. Uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy that. <laughs> I know. Now the tech uh, questions are like specifically to Matthew. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. How does blah, this blah. kernel in Linux <laughs> improve the performance of Proton emulated games on on Steam, and how will it affect Epic Game Store? My God, can I please phone You have friend? two seconds to answer. Alessandro, please, save me. <laughs> um, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on all our social platforms at Checkpoint Chat as well. And that has been episode 219 of Checkpoint Chat. We've kept it tight because ESCOM <laughs> forces us to. I mean, we still um, hit an hour and a half just about, so... Yeah, true, true. We, we made it. We mm. did it. Um... Uh, hmm. yeah next week there will be an episode uh when it will be recorded tbd oh, yeah. um because i'll be jetting off uh, oh, on friday so i'm way? pretty sure we'll do an early early podcast yeah probably we'll, an early recording we'll so you can have a free easter weekend as well nice. eat all the hot cross buns um, nice this is an important question what type of hot cross bun do you eat do you eat them at all i mean you don't have to i, I like hot cross buns the, the, one the with original, yeah, 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 the original. Yeah, 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 yeah like OG. OG's good. OG's good. Extra spicy is I, good. I did see yeah. at the pantry the other day though that they have chocolate hot cross buns. No. I, I just want to try it just to see no. what it's like. No, sorry, okay. no, okay, mm. can't. Okay, you can't. You're not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> it's against the when law. you buy one from the I pantry, thought. just throw it in the bin as you. Need. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> that'd be such a dick move. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Walk out in the bin, climb in your car, and Fuck leave. you. <laughs> <laughs> One more chocolate chocolate hot cross bun out of this world. Oh my god! This I think hot, hot I think hot cross buns with chocolate are are an affront <laughs> to hot cross buns. Yeah, but I think for people who don't like traditional hot cross buns, it's like maybe a fair. Then don't eat a hot cross bun. Fuck off. Go eat something else. <laughs> oh my god! No, Can't joking. gatekeep hot cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> of course I can. Good lord! It's what the Catholics told us to do. <laughs> Hot cross buns Pissing off so many people at once, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, uh, this has been episode. Yeah, the Pope, is, he's going to come to Benoni be like, how dare you? <laughs> Your Pope's um, ever like, jokes on you, Pope. He doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, Little does this. the Pope know, I already assaulted his house in December. Ha-ha. Ha-ha, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> The ten yeah. tables. I planted the hot cross buns in his home. Did you, did you plant chocolate hot cross buns? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is how we get a new Pope. He oh, just man. dies of shock. And then they have to do the whole smoke in the chimney thing. My and goodness. Yeah, it's good times. Sweet. Uh, it's been Checkpoint Chat, episode 219. Thank you, as always, for listening. And we hope you have a delightful week, a delightful four-day week. Mm-hmm. And a four-day week Best. after that, too. Oof. Best. And uh, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.